Hey, how's it going, fellas? You been doing well? It's been longer than usual. Had a week off for my B-Day. You know, that was fun. Had a good birthday. Oh, real quick, um, this Sunday, 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 at whatever time I sent on uh, fucking Patreon is when we're all going to be chit-chatting for a while. And I was thinking, it seems like those of you who are in the 20 and up Patreon chat, uh, seems like you guys also end up to be similar people who buy the games that like me and Kyle are playing. So I was thinking, like, if a good percentage of you guys have that game in the meeting, we could just, like do the whole thing while playing games on a Skype chat. I think that would be pretty dope. If you don't have the game, that's fine, though. I'm not going to be a dick and be like, oh, well, fuck you if you don't want to buy another game. You know, screw off. But um, I don't know. I thought that sounded like it'd be a fun way to do the chat because it is fun. I like sitting around doing the Skype, especially, especially with people who are foreign, like I've said before, because I just it's so interesting to me to get perspectives on things from people who have never even been within a thousand-mile radius of where you're located, you know? It's incredible, like, all the things that are similar. Which probably was, that's that's probably so recent, I haven't thought about that, you know? Like, it's only now, with the internet, that I can talk to fucking Quebelkop in the Netherlands, and then the, he can tell me about his story getting drug and taking the drug, and even though he didn't tell him that he had the drug in it, he had to infer it because he's in the Netherlands, and nobody bring a, a plate of cookies to a party unless it has some kind of drug in it. Um, but, like, yeah... <laughs> Oh, I, I love that dude. Quibble Cop, you're the best. I, that guy, <laughs> he's such a genuinely friendly guy. Um, and I hope he's on again soon. Anyway, uh, but it is crazy, you know? Like, we think about it like, oh, all of us in quote-unquote Western society, like, we're kind of all on the same page, you know? All of us kind of grew up pretty similar. But before the internet, like, I bet there were so many huge cultural differences that we just didn't talk about. Like, there, there's shit going on in France that we would think was super weird. But now in the last, I don't know, 25 years, 30 years, we've just all learned so much about cultures that, uh, that is really neat. That's really neat. That's a part of the internet you don't think about as much, is how much it, well, you, you always focus on how much it makes people pissy at each other, and you don't notice, like, the overarching theme is that the only reason that pissiness can even begin to, to swell up and spring up in certain areas is because a precedent of similarity has been set, you know? So it's like we're way, we're we're all so similar now in Western society because of the internet and whatever the hell Australia you're involved too you know you're kind of a, you're not in the West but I include you I include you um, yeah it's really neat I I had I didn't think about it in that way until I think well until about a minute ago when I started talking. <laughs> But that really is what it is. The only reason that there's so much bickering and shittiness online is because years and years of precedent of us getting together and coming to agreements on certain things, and now there's just, you know, for the most part, we're all on the same page. For the most part, we're we're on the same page. Like, when it comes to human rights shit, we are. Like, sure, our taxes vary, and, you know, we've got different budgets and whatnot, but as a whole, like, you're not going to just walk into, I don't know you know, Ireland, and see that they're still stoning gay people to death, and be like, Jesus Christ, like, I talked to these guys on the internet, I had no idea they were going so hog wild on the gays over here, um, like, that's just not gonna happen in modern society, um, where the fuck did I put my list, my list of things, my list of high quality things, here they are, all right, oh, hockey, oh, yeah, let's talk about this first, so, hockey playoffs, Blues make it out of the first round. I'm so excited about that. I ha- they were still in the first round the last time I spoke to you guys, and I was in a real bad mood about it, I believe. No, 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 no. 
the last time I spoke to you, most of the Blues series happened between right now and the last episode I uploaded. So hopefully, and I've seen quite a few of you like tweeting at me and whatnot saying, oh, I'm, I'm starting to watch hockey and I'm from fucking, you know, Estonia, not Estonia, they watch hockey there. And I'm from fucking uh, Scotland or, oh, I'm checking out hockey and I'm from Australia. I think it's really neat. I'm watching the Blues now. And that's so awesome to me. Uh, I don't mind answering questions about hockey at all on Twitter. Uh, I, I try to be helpful with it because it gets me excited to see new people getting into the sport, but not too many people getting into the sport because I don't want it to turn into basketball or football where suddenly every time a player does something, there's some sort of profound social commentary that comes along with it. I just, I like the sport to be a sport. You know, I don't, I want it to stay fourth most popular of the four. It, I want it to remain fourth place out of the four major North American sports. You know, I, I don't want it to supersede baseball, basketball, football. Because all of those guys are held to such a higher standard by the media because they've all got deals with ESPN and the NHL being the functional retards they are uh, insofar as promoting their sport. Still have a deal till like 2020 with NBC, uh, which is mind-blowing to me. I, as soon as that deal is up and the NHL makes a contract with fucking ESPN and it's much easier to watch games, the increase in popularity of this sport is going to be it something to behold. I guarantee it. Just like that Tony X guy... Uh, who was watching who, uh, this black guy from St. Louis. He was all bummed out that the Rams left. The Rams were our professional football team that got relocated to L.A. Uh, a few months ago, if you're not aware. A lot of people in St. Louis are really bummed out about it. Um, even more people really don't give a shit because the Rams owner was a complete cunt uh, going out of his way to make the team shitty because he wanted to move it to L.A. for no reason. It's like, why would you not take advantage and try and build a good, solid team here in a city that has excellent sports fans when you're just going to end up going to L.A., a city of bandwagon, fickle fuckheads, and as soon as you get there, they're going to go to one game, see that the Rams are still the same old shit to your Rams, and not go back. Enjoy that, Cronky. Enjoy it. Enjoy that. L.A. is not going to go to a team that doesn't win. You fuck. You fucking idiot. Look at the precedent that has been set by every professional sports franchise. Every professional sports franchise in L.A. Nobody, you couldn't pay someone to go to a fucking Kings game before 2012 they won the cup. Good God. Like, it pisses me off. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's good that they left here when they did because... The games were already starting to, you know, nobody was really going as much and nobody cared. Because they were no, the, the, the owners were making very clear moves to piss away the future of the team so that people wouldn't come so that they could make an argument that they should move. And now they're up shit creek because they just traded all their draft picks for a first pick at a quarterback. And I hope that that guy disappoints so hard. Oh! Oh, I hope he disappoints so hard. But at the same time, I understand excited L.A. fans because, I mean, the Rams did start out in L.A., and then the the L.A. Rams were really not good. And like I said, L.A. fans don't go to teams that don't win, and so they moved the Rams here. Uh, the Rams sucked here for a while, but sports fans here give a fuck and will support a team even if they're not winning. So eventually the team got great. We got the greatest show on turf in the late 90s, early 2000s. I remember that. It, the Rams were super fucking exciting with Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk and all those fuckers. And, uh, and then it slowly deteriorated from there. Slowly deteriorated from there. I remember watching the Super Bowl win in, what was it, 2000? No, 99. 99. Uh, but I was too young to really give a shit. And even now I wouldn't care, you know. Everybody here seems to be a Mizzou fan anyway. Uh, Mizzou being the the college here um, with the football team that's usually good, but this year we sucked, just sucked real bad. 
Um, you guys care about this? You care about any of this? Oh, I was talking about hockey. Anyway, so Blues make it past the fucking Chicago Blackhawks in the first round of the playoffs. Oh my god, like I, the whole time watching Game 7, so the way it works, I don't know how soccer or, I'm really explaining this to, to those of you who don't watch basketball or hockey, because those of you who watch basketball already have a good understanding of how the playoff structure works, it's pretty much the exact same thing. Um, in hockey, you play four rounds, and every round is seven games, with the fourth round being the Stanley Cup finals between the best team from the Western Conference and the best team from the Eastern Conference. Uh, we beat Chicago in the first round. Now we're on to the second round, take on the Dallas Stars. Um, I was super, super pessimistic, down in the dumps, no hope at all for the Blues against the Blackhawks, and I was totally wrong, 100%, you know, can admit it, like, 100% wrong. I did not have faith where I should have had faith, and I, you know, assumed that history would replay again when I guess it didn't. I'm really happy about that. I would have been devastated if they would have lost again in the first round. In the first round. Um, But Dallas, I'm really thinking we have a much better shot against Dallas because I don't don't like it when people watch sports with, like, blind optimism, but I also don't like it when people watch sports with blind pessimism and catastrophizing where it's, oh, another year of death, you know. Um, that's, that's just the way it's been for the first round for me. You know, I've, I've seemed like that in recent years, but when, like, I, I, I try to be very accurate in my expectations and my predictions. Of course you fucking do, Taylor. Is anybody trying to make inaccurate predictions? Who are you comparing? Why are you trying to put yourself on a pedestal? Like you, oh, wow, this, wow, I'm listening to this podcast about this guy that makes vague, um, principle, uh, guesses about who's going to fucking win the NHL playoffs and he does his best to get it right. It's astounding. Um, yeah, I, I think we have a good shot if I think... Tyler Sagan, one of their best players, is still out for the first two games at least. He has uh, his Achilles is injured. Uh, the Dallas has done a really good job fucking with with teams with that. I mean, the beginning of their series against Minnesota, they were saying, "Oh, Tyler Sagan, our second best player this year, he'll be back, motherfuckers. He'll be back next game." And, and then game after game after game went by, and they were like, "Ah, oh, we were just kind of messing with you. He was never actually healthy. Ha ha. April Fools." Um, but now he is apparently definitely not playing for the first two games in Dallas and may play for the third game in St. Louis. Um, yeah, it, it all comes down to... So Dallas, the thing about Dallas is they're not a very well-balanced team. Uh, their goaltending is overall weak. They're, uh, they got Antti Niemi, who's weak topside because he's not very tall. They've got Kari Lettinen, who um, really, he's he's so spotty. You know, he'll have a, a ridiculous game where he has like a 38-shot shutout, and then the next two games he will just get lit up and only save like 78% of them, which is crazy. But how about you, how about you fucking mow the lawn later? Huh? Oh, my God. Like clockwork. Like clockwork. It's almost like they have a schedule by which they mow the lawn, and I've chosen to record this during their lawn mowing schedule, so this is all my fault. This is all my fault here. Um... You guys probably can't hear it anyway. It's just fucking bothering me. Anyway, uh, yeah, Dallas Stars, I think we got a real good shot. I think we can win it in six games. Uh, Tarasenko really has to step it up. He's our all-star player. Uh, not to say that he hasn't been doing really well. He has. Uh, it's just our coach hasn't been giving fuck all for playtime, and I don't know why. Like He's arguably he's one of the best goal scorers in the NHL, and we're playing him 16 minutes a game. What the fuck is going on? I don't... I assume that he's a little bit injured and nobody wants to admit it because that's the last thing you want to do in the playoffs is admit that a player is a little bit injured because then you're just saying to the other team, oh, hey, that guy that uh, is a real big threat to you, well, you know, his ankle hurts, so be careful. You know, don't, don't do anything chippy out there. Don't, don't do a, an underhanded slash or try to slew foot him. Anyway, uh, that's enough hockey talk. So 
hopefully you guys will start watching it. If if you're already into it, that's great. Um, oh, Predators fans out there, I know that uh, Cinema Sins is a Predators fan. He he's a big Predators fan apparently. I was super super fucking excited to talk to him. Uh, on PKA about hockey, but then he ended up having like a conflict that he wasn't able to make it, which is fine. He'll show up uh, on one of the shows, hopefully while the hockey playoffs are still going, or at least while Nashville and St. Louis are still in it. Uh, but yeah, Nashville beat Anaheim. I'm sure most of the commenters here aren't happy about that because the only ones of you I've seen talking about hockey are Anaheim fans, which is interesting. Um, yeah, I, I guessed that one totally wrong too. I thought Anaheim was going to tear him up. Like, that was one series that I was like, I would not be surprised if they win it in five games. But no, they Nashville came out hard and totally shut down Corey Perry, the Anaheim Ducks' best goal scorer. Not even a, not a single goal nor a single assist in seven games for Corey Perry, their best goal scorer for the Anaheim Ducks. Fucking ridiculous. He looked like he was going to goddamn cry at the end of the game. So did Getzloff. Like, uh, Getzloff, like, he, after the game, he looks like he just found out that his hair plug appointment got... Cut the leg. Anyway, onward and upward. Uh, God, it smells like a barber shop in here. I got, I got this uh, beard. So now it's like, I, I like having a beard because I, I usually, I look very, much, much older with it. I, I have a very round face, and when I actually take the time to trim my beard correctly and make it look good, it, it looks, it, it sharpens and makes my, my face look longer, which is helpful because when you have a head the size of, I don't know, like a hippo's ass cheek. You're gonna have trouble. You know, it's it's constant constant difficulty. My my balance really struggles. You know, uh, <laughs> like a weeble wobble. But um, anywho, so I like having the beard look. But now I'm I'm starting to get into this world of uh, starting to get into this world. Sorry, he's fucking mowing the lawn right outside. I can try to talk to you about beard shit. Um. Anyway, there's tons of shit now when you walk through hairstyling places of beard gel and beard oil and shit. Kitty um, sells some. I don't know what the brand. One Tree Lane, One Tree Farm, my uh, my ripoff brand. We're also starting our own beard oils at One Tree Farm. Dot uh, net. So I wonder if that's a website. I should have checked. Um, I used some, and all it's it's just. Maybe I'm using the wrong shit. It's just called, like, beard butter or something. But good God, I think I used way too much of it because the, the smell on the, the listed smell on the little container, the tub, says, like, essence of man. And I don't know why I bought that. I didn't really pay attention to the, the, <laughs> the scent until I got it home. I just looked for, like, the label that was, like, holding. Uh, beard holding cream. And I'm like, all right, that's what I fucking need. Beard holding cream. Grab it. And then get it back. And it says, like, essence of man. And I put a bunch of it on my face, and it's the smell of musk is so strong because it's in my beard. It's right under my nose. It smells like I just took a nap on like my boyfriend's chest. It's just <laughs> it's, it smells like like I've been very like, rubbing my face on just men who just took a shower with some Old Spice. Uh, so I don't, I'm not a fan of it yet. If they have an unscented option, I think that might be better because I don't like the point of stuff that smells is that it, it, people around you are like, oh, that guy smells a little fresh, you know. You got you got you got hair shampoo in. You smell like citrus and lilac, or or something like that. You know, you don't smell the lilac and the citrus really. You just people around you. Oh, you know, Taylor's smelling really fresh today. Smells like smells like a fucking pumpkin patch or whatever. You know, themed holiday gel I'm using. I don't really do that. But this, nobody's getting close enough to my face to smell it. I don't think. So really, this is just a smell for me, which is not good. What if my breath is just fucking horrible, but I can't know because it smells like I've. You know, just rubbed 
some gay guy's finger above my nose, you know? Well, no, because then it would smell like... Hey, we're not going to go there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> What's going on here, Taylor? What are you, what are you talking about today? Um, anyway, I should, I should move on from that. Uh, so, Blues game tonight. Game one. Dallas for St. Louis. 7 o'clock Central Time. Watch it. This should be up right around that time. If you got to this point in the podcast, pause it. This will still be here. You know, or exit out and come back. It's all fine. It'll still be here. Go watch the game, though. Tweet me about it. Um, anywho, so it looks like uh, looks like the whole Bernie thing is done, finally, uh, for the most part, at least. Which, the more, like, and I mentioned this briefly on PKA, too. Like, the more, the, close, the closer it gets to him just being totally out, and the more I visit the the Bernie for President Reddit and seeing their hopes being dashed and their their excitement kind of being tempered, it sucks, you know? Because I'm, I'm starting to think about it now the same way that, you know, I think about sports, particularly hockey, obviously. Like, it, I don't think at the end of the day, no matter who wins the Stanley Cup slash gets elected to president, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference in my everyday life. It's really not. But it doesn't keep me from being passionate about it and really upset when things don't go my way. You know, obviously you can say, like, oh, well, um, politics obviously has a much bigger impact on your life, you know? Like, and you could, I, I'm sure that I would agree. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be some profound impact. No president is going to walk in there and just change everything because they can't, you know? That's why the whole politics thing is infuriating. All of them are lying. And it's not like there's no accountability, you know? They, they can just go up there, say whatever the hell they want. Trump can just say anything, and people will laugh and enjoy it. Um, he is entertaining. That's why he succeeded on television prior to being a politician. Um, it's, it's just gross. It's just gross. I think about politicians, and people will say, like, oh, there's no, like, you know, there are good politicians out there. Sure, most of them are shitty, but there are some good ones. And I agree. There are some good ones out there. And I'm sure, and Bernie, he comes off as a guy that, that, he thinks that he is doing what's best. I don't think that he goes home at night and is wringing his hands going like, oh, these stupid fucking youth. I got them wrapped around my old fingers. Oh, God, my liver-spotted hand has them just wrapped around there. I am the puppet master. Uh, I don't think that's the case. I think he really thinks he's doing what's best for his country. Um, he thinks that, you know? But not even most of them are like that. And the point that I've tried to make is I kind of compare it to cops. You know, it's easier to to compare it to cops and have people understand my point because people are way more likely to have a favorite politician than a favorite cop unless your husband or your wife is a cop or something, your boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, so people will, you know, as long as you have someone that you can kind of use as an anecdote to to counter examples. So if I say all politicians are shitty, they, they're, they're just, you know, selfish, awful people, and you go, well, Bernie Sanders is not, then suddenly our discussion has gone nowhere because one anecdotal bit of evidence is enough to dissuade you. Um, with cops... I just I feel like with both cops and politicians, even the best of them to get into a job where you know that you're going to have you're going to have an undue amount of authority over people in which you're going to have to enforce laws and precepts that you don't agree with and that are fundamentally flawed to put yourself in a position there that you could potentially ruin the life of a fellow citizen because they're doing something that you agree with, they agree with and it's just big daddy government that doesn't like it. Like, that's fundamentally fucked up, isn't it? Is that a shitty thing to say? I don't know, because I usually, I like cops. I support cops for the most part, you know? I've had some bad run-ins with some shitty ones, but for the most part, I think they're good people. But at the end of the day, if you, if you become a cop, 
There is a part of you, even if 95% of you is, I want to help people, 5% of you is you want that power. You want that authority. You want that special treatment. You want that, and, and that's the shittiness there, you know? No one who has no desire for special authority, special treatment, and authority over people would become a cop. You have to have some desire for it. Nobody goes into things like that 100% benevolently, and that's the point I've made about politicians too, is that even the ones who appear to be the best of the best, at the end of the day, at the end of the fucking day, they got into that because they are at a, at a certain level power hungry. They want power. They want authority. They want to be above the law. They want to be the rule maker. And if you're a good person, then I guess that's a good thing to do. But it's just something about it strikes me the wrong way. And I know I'm probably so off base on certain parts of this, but it's just that's my like visceral thought process, not necessarily like tempered by critical thinking and like really, you know, drawing it out or something. That's just my emotional, visceral feeling about it is that there is a at least a small piece of shittiness and contemptible selfishness and narcissism to even begin the path to a job where you're giving that much authority over someone who is just like you or me, you know? Um, but then there's no fixing it. It's just that this, I, I'm just complaining about something that's not, that can't be fixed. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? Nobody can be a cop, you know? That, that's ridiculous. I, one of my buddies is a cop, and he was explaining to me recently, I was talking to him, um, Actually, we were at the party watching that Blues game, uh, game six together, and I was talking to him about being a cop, and he was saying, like, oh, yeah, honestly, dude, he's a little younger than me. Um, he was like, yeah, there's honestly, like, in the precinct that I'm at, it's like there's there's post-Ferguson cops and there's pre-Ferguson cops, you know? And he was saying that, you know, myself, all the young guys, we're really doing our best. We, we are trying to put our good foot forward. You know, I'm not arresting people when I don't have to. I'm really trying to, to be lenient. Like, if someone's got a little bit of pot, I'm just going to, you know, take it and throw it away. I'm not going to write them up or take them to jail. Like, we're really trying to extend an olive branch and make people feel safe again around police officers, which I think is excellent. That's the kind of cop you need. You need the kind of cop who's going to get us back to, like, the fucking 50s, Dick Van Dyke cop who people seem to like, you know? I don't feel like people were walking around, or at least not white people. <laughs> Maybe that's a bad example. Oh, man, cops in the 50s, just, man, stand up, guys, as long as you were white. You know, don't be, don't be black in the South and, and talk to a cop, ask for directions in 1938 or whatever the hell. You're not going to have a good time. Um, or maybe you would. Maybe there were black cops back then. That's... Actually, they probably didn't have black cops back then. Or maybe they did. I don't know. That would have been a major oversight if they did not allow black cops in, like, the 20s and 30s or something. Because that's that's silly. I don't know. That's probably not true. Because everybody could vote by then. Everybody could vote and, and do shit. Like, they couldn't just say no, right? Right? Who knows? Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. The politicians, cops, at a certain level, they're all kind of shitty. Um, but that's just their vice, you know? Everybody's shitty in a certain way. Who's to say that their shittiness for being narcissistic, selfish, and wanting to impose their will on others uh, without repercussion is any less shitty than me? Um, what do I do that's shitty? What do I do that's shitty? I'm trying to think of something that's just as shitty as, as that. And that's, I don't know, I'm sure I do shittier things than that. I, uh, what have I done? What have I done? I don't know. I'll think of something. Um... Anywho, I was looking at the news, and a teenager crashed her car. Uh, I said it was a Mercedes, so I don't know why that was a part of the story. Maybe because, you know, you have to include things like whether or not um, 
So the story, the little line on Reddit was like, teen drives her Mercedes 107 miles an hour and crashes because she was Snapchatting, and now she's suing Snapchat. And uh, it's just, it's funny that even in an innocuous title like that, they had to include the fact that it was a Mercedes because Reddit just hates successful people. They hate successful people that don't tow their party line, you know? Oh, Jennifer Lawrence is just so fucking great, and oh, she's the best, and then, like, she dares to say something about, I think it was, like, feminism that that they all disagreed with, and suddenly it's, you know, ah, this successful bitch, you wouldn't even be where you were if you weren't for a woman, and people would be all vicious about it, but I I think most people still like her, regardless, though. She's not, like, the, the, you know, America's sweetheart, like she was ten months ago, or a year ago two years ago i don't remember she kind of faded after her tits leaked um anywho i just it's funny that they have to include that you know if nobody would have said you know uh, teen crashes her 1997 honda civic 107 miles an hour after snapchatting because that doesn't that doesn't push the narrative that doesn't push the narrative we're trying to push no, poor people don't do bad things like that. No, 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 no. It's only the rich, only the entitled. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck this girl and her mistake for Snapchatting and crashing a car. We never made mistakes as teenagers. Fuck her. Like, the, the issue here, though, is that they're suing Snapchat, and I understand that. I'm not being obtuse. I just think it's funny the way they phrased it. Um, yeah, suing Snap. that's not surprising at all that they're suing Snapchat for that. Hillary Clinton's biggest fucking platform is that you, she wants to be able to let people sue Smith & Wesson and Glock and all these companies that make firearms because people misuse their tools and their products. It's ludicrous. You, it's just it's another step towards removing any form of accountability or responsibility for yourself. Sorry, you can't sue McDonald's if you eat 10 fucking quarter pounders every day and then you end up with heart disease or some sort of arrhythmia. Fuck off. That's your fault. Your decision. You know? Oh, someone shot your dog with a Smith & Wesson revolver. Well, Smith & Wesson didn't hand that off to him and say, go fucking kill that dude's dog. They purportedly sold it to them legally, and it was up to that person's jur- uh, discretion, rather, as to what they did with it, and their discretion was uh, uh, less than ideal, I would say, <laughs> if they're killing your dog. Um, yeah, it's just, it's silly. It's it, the, the precedents have to be set now for shit like this. Otherwise, it's just another weird kind of I'm not responsible and we have to hold small businesses and all businesses accountable for not saying Snapchat's small, but I'm saying that this is going to extend to small businesses as well. Um, You know, when we need to start putting bubble wrap around every corner of society so these inept idiots don't stumble and, you know, skin their knee and then have to flee back to their safe space. Oh, jeez, their safe space. This is really just, that's just segregation, isn't it? Isn't a safe space just segregation, but the way that they like it, you know? It's like, what if in the 50s, a bunch of white people were like, no, this isn't segregation, guys. This is a safe space. All of the white women are afraid that they're going to be assaulted by the black men walking around. And if anything, I think that it's fair that we give them a place where they can remain until they feel safe. You know, those animals out there aren't going to stop coming after our white women, and so we got to make sure that they, they have a safe space. So that safe space, it's only for women. Only for, only for white women. You know, white women. That's what, the important thing to remember. Only the white women. Um, that's all that it is. That's all that a fucking sta- safe space is. It's just that the far left has gone so far to the left that they're coming back to the right and starting to segregate people again and judge people based on their color of their skin, what they got between their legs, just fucking nonsense. And it's not stopping anytime soon because they're getting everything they want. 
They can complain and change entire industries. They can bitch and moan and have people take their side. They can be like a Nita Sarkeesian, flagrantly lie to people and take advantage of their goodwill and then not even fulfill the promise you made. She made like $150,000 or something and only made like four YouTube videos. Like, what the fuck? What a middle finger to your audience and the people who supported you to make like a hundred times what you wanted to make and then say, fuck you. I'm going to make a couple of lazy videos with other people's video game footage and then just sit on my soapbox and make bad points about sexism that clearly weren't hashed through. And because of identity politics, a bunch of women out there will take her side because they feel like that's their only option. They feel like they're almost a, quote, traitor if they don't stand and uh, toe the party line for her. But it's just, it's just a risky place we're headed down now. No, People have to be accountable for their actions. You can't sue Jack Daniels because a loved one of yours was hit by a drunk driver. It wasn't Jack Daniels who did that. It was the person who ran into your loved one and killed them. They're in trouble. It, could, it doesn't make any sense to sue Jack Daniels. It very well could have been Zvedka or Budweiser or Miller or any... It's just it's illogical and it's freaking me out that shit like this could become the norm, you know? Where people just... We basically infantilize all of society to the point that everybody is no longer responsible and every company has to just spoon-feed you everything and God fucking forbid, you know, uh, you accidentally step on a Lego and you're holding them accountable for your, your you know, 10 minutes of pain. I don't, it's just, it's weird. I'm probably off base for a lot of it, but that's, that's pretty much par for the course with my opinions. I, I, I kind of come out strong and then, and then do the research later and then realize, ah, aha, I was wrong. Um, anyway, uh, I, I, I just found out about this and I didn't know this. Chipotle's in a fucking bad spot, which is shocking to me because I think they're great, but apparently a bunch of Ebola or not Ebola, that would have been a huge deal. A bunch of E. coli got into their tomatoes or their, their shit, and apparently they they gave people E. coli, and now nobody wants to eat there. I think it's the same thing that happened like Jack in the Box years ago, or maybe it was Taco Bell where all their tomatoes were giving people E. coli. Um, they did, I've, I, I still eat at Chipotle. I didn't even know they were struggling. I love Ch- Chipotle's better than ever for me. There's no line anytime I walk in there. Just walk right in, stride up to the counter, fucking give me the burrito, I'm on my way. I haven't got E. coli yet because I'm not afraid. If anything, I've gotten, I'm starting to introduce tiny little bits of E. coli into my body, almost like uh, a training regimen. My white blood cells, they're looking at them and they're, they're a nice little, you know, street boxing match. They knock them out. Just a little bit next time, get a, get a double meat burrito. Add a little more pico de gallo on there so I can get some more tomato E. coli. A little bit to bolster my defenses again. That's how you get strong people. That's a real point. That's a real point. George Carlin made that point, but it's not even a joke. It's a real thing. It, you, that's why you're supposed to let kids like roll around and get dirty and shit. Like You need to let them introduce that shit to their immune system. Ever since Melissa, I convinced her to eat more like me and prepare food more like me and shit and be a little bit less anal about cleaning things. You know, I just, I, I don't care. Oh, I'm, in, I'm about to eat right now. What have I been doing? Oh, I've been playing hockey in the driveway or doing something outside. I'm a little bit sweaty. What, I'm just, am I going to wash my hands? No, I'm just going to go start eating. I'm just going to go start eating. I don't give a shit. Just eat. It's fine. Oh, what if a, little, a, a germ from the dirt that I stepped in when I took my shoe off gets in my mouth? I don't care. I don't care. That's just another soldier, another specialty soldier that's being introduced to my immune system. So they have a special plan of attack or def- a plan of defense rather. Actually, no, it's a point of attack. My, my immune system is, is so powerful 
that when germs invade, they're immediately on the back foot. They're like, they step in, they're like, all right, we got to work on conquering. And then before they know it, the general just, you know, sitting on his bacterial horse, just boom, just they hear a shot resonate from the distance. Let's assume that I'm eating it. You know, it's, it's near my teeth trying to hide for cover. And then boom, it hears something and a bullet straight from the back of my uvula just comes forward, kills the general. They're already fucking terrified. Haven't even gotten past my teeth and they're already in trouble. Now, my immune system doesn't care enough to go there or take them out long range. My immune system, they're like samurai. They, sh- they pull out their swords, they go in, they start killing, because at the end of the day, you have to get close enough to see the whites of their eyes before you know how to really defeat an opponent in the future. Um, the fuck am I talking about? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> uh, I need to get better sleep on Thursday nights. <laughs> That's why I, I don't know why I keep doing these at the same time. Isn't that insanity? Isn't that the definition of insanity? Keep doing the same thing and then expecting it to not be shit anymore? Isn't that what it is? To keep doing the podcast on early Friday afternoons and then yelling at the lawnmower people and being mad when you're tired from not getting any sleep from PKA the night before. You, this is a storm that you created for yourself, Taylor. What the fuck are you doing? You could change this. You have the power. All you have to do is start the recording yesterday or Wednesday. Why didn't you do it? I don't know. Um, anyway. Oh, shit. I think I had a couple questions that I wanted to get to because I did not get to a lot of them the last time I was doing this. But I'm fine with that. And you guys seem to be too when I just kind of shoot the shit for a while. Um, da, 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 da. Am I a cunt? I feel like I've read this one before, which is... Interesting, because uh, I shouldn't get that many letters that start with, am I a cunt? Um, No, I haven't read this one, so multiple cunts. Am I a cunt? Hey man, I'm a huge fan of this podcast and your work on PKA, and was wondering if you could help me out. So me and my best friend, since fifth grade, were going on on this school trip to Switzerland. The fuck? Where are you from? Or did you just go to a super rich school? Like with the Waltons and... And all the, like, this is, this guy is either from a different country or he is the 1% going to Switzerland. Uh, And it was all good. Our friend group's pretty big, and he was all I could convince to come, but I don't mind as long as someone was coming. Uh, Anyway, it was about four months till we're going, and now, oh, shit, I totally misread that. Okay, I thought that you meant that in fifth grade, you and a friend went to Switzerland for fun, and... Okay, this makes more sense now. That would have been reckless, and I would have I would have given your parents a strong scolding for sending a fifth year old, fifth, fifth year old, fucking idiot, fifth grader to Switzerland. Um, although I'm pretty sure it's safe there, right? They don't even have war. They any time a war happens, Switzerland just just it's almost like they're the friend that you invite to come over so many times, and they eventually just like all their plans keep dropping, and it just falls out. That eventually you just stop inviting them. Like, I feel like if another big war broke out, like, let's say Germany gets another hair up their ass, and they're, you know, in, in like, 20 years, or no, let's not be real, let's be real, in about 10 years, when the immigrant crisis in Germany has, you know, already exceeded critical capacity, and hyper-right-wing politicians are gaining momentum by spouting off anti-immigrant talking points, and the German people are finally ready to cast off their their, their guilt and, and reclaim Germany for themselves, uh... And they, they start another shit. You know, new Hitler comes back. Not quite Hitler classic, but, you know, nothing is. <laughs> but anyway, they're, they're going to do that. They're going to they're gonna fucking throw a fit. And then... The fuck was I talking about? Where, was, where did I go from there? That Germany was going to be all pissed. The migrant crisis is going to boil over. Then they're going to become, like, Nazis again. 
and it's going to repeat itself. But even then, oh yeah, with Switzerland, if they start like invading all the countries around them again, they wouldn't even go for Switzerland. It's like they don't even think of that as an area of land that they want. It's almost like that's just the bank on their block, and they kind of just walk around it. You know, it's like ah, oh, it's just Switzerland. Like they don't want to come out and play anyway. Honestly, it would not be satisfying to even conquer them because they don't have any defense. So we'd just be walking in there saying, "Hey, this is ours now." They would go, "All right, we're gonna keep banking and doing what we do." And and then the Germans would go, "All right, well, well, you guys be good. We're gonna go fight the rest of the war." Um, Sorry, I got off track on your letter. So me and my best friend since fifth grade were going on this school trip to Switzerland, and it was all good. Our friend group's pretty big, and he was all I could convinced to come, but I don't mind as long as someone was coming. Anyway, it's about four months till we're going, and now suddenly he's on off with this girl. Oh! Ah, damn it. I did... <laughs> Fuck, I did read this. <laughs> I just read it totally different than before. Uh, <laughs> God, I'm a jackass. Uh, anyway. Hey, Taylor, this is Coke Guy, and I've figured myself out and I've found myself in a bit of a moral kerfuffle once again. Since I've kicked my drug habits and started fiending money instead of coke and found myself on a very slippery slope. Instead of going back to work like a normal team, I decided to bet on myself and start dealing medicine. Ooh. Initially, I bought half a bag of herbs and spices, which I slightly modified with my own little recipe. It was very immoral and potentially dangerous to sell. What the fuck are you talking about? Herbs and spices? Like, are you, are you, is that a, are you being, is that a colloquialism for pot? You're talking about selling marijuana? But it says very immoral and potentially dangerous, so does that mean that you, it was dangerous and immoral because you could have got caught slinging weed, or dangerous and immoral because you were sprinkling fucking codeine, or I guess codeine's a liquid, so you're drizzling codeine and sprinkling, I don't know, some opiate some kind of opiate all over the, this, like, weird oregano you were selling to people. What the fuck are you talking about? You can't use these quotes like this. I'm confused, man. I can't give you advice if I'm this confused. It was very immoral and potentially dangerous to sell. I'm going to, for the sake of this, I'm going to assume that this is not marijuana because people who sell pot don't act like they're selling cocaine or something dangerous. Um, the bag quickly sold, and I continued to buy stock, uh, a larger variety of meds in larger quantity, and continue to sell. Long story short, this got to way... This got big way too fast, and I don't know what to do next. I have three burner phones on my desk ringing all day. My shed is littered with medicine, scales, cutting powders. <laughs> what the fuck, man? You're a teenager. Get it together. Um, cutting powders, fillers, bags, and to avoid trouble, I get some drug addict friends to deliver for me, which is stressful because I don't trust them enough. Uh, yeah, that's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea to put your your organization here in the hands of a drug dealer and also giving or in the hands of a drug addict and also giving them access to the drugs. Uh, if anything, they're going to be doing little bits of the drugs on the way to drop it off. Then the person who you sold it to thinks is thinking they're getting shorted and you're going to start a problem and they're going to rat you out or something's going to happen. So have fun with that, buddy. Um, long story short, it's got way too big too fast. I already read that fucking paragraph. Um, uh, friends delivered for you. This all seems sketchy, but in the past four weeks, I've made a lot more than my dad makes in two months. Yeah, no shit, dude. It's high risk, high reward. But uh, it's no reward, all risk, if you get caught. Um, I've made a lot more than my dad makes in two months. I am rolling in cash, and I've managed to refrain from getting high on my own supply. I've made a lot of dangerous connections and friends. I have almost sold all my shit, and I've had a chance to think, uh, should I continue risking my freedom for quick, easy cash? Should I take this cash and try to do something legit, invest? I'm still in high school, and that... And what was once a part-time thing has become a full-time anxiety. I have a lot of money, a lot of drugs, no time, and a lot of responsibilities. What can? What do you suggest I do, man? Thanks for your support. Yours truly, Coke Guy. Okay. Jesus Christ, man. 
Jesus Christ. Um, you're saying cheers, mate, so I, I guess you're not in the United States, so shit could be different there, which maybe explains the weird quotes. Maybe you guys call it herbs and spices over there. Oh, cheerio, have any herbs and spices today, Richard? No, not today, Susan. Not today, Susan. Over to pay homage to the Queen. Um, I don't fucking know. Uh, maybe it's different over there. I mean, what happens if a cop sees you? He has to chase you down and, uh, with a baton, you know? That's all that would fucking happen. <laughs> you just have to run back and forth real quick. That's <laughs> the cops with their batons. Oh, cops in, in other countries are hilarious. <laughs> they're just, like, I'm not saying they're pussies. Because they're not, you know, if anything, you know, maybe you have to be a little bit, ah, I'm not going to sell other countries' cops, I'm not, I'm not getting in that, I'm saying, oh, they're so much less intense than a cop in the United States, like, you see some of the cops here, and you're like, Jesus Christ, like, that guy looks like a stormtrooper, and cops in other countries, they have, like, a baton that's regulated so it doesn't sting too much, you know, you hit someone with it, they still have to be okay in time for tea, like one of those Leviticus rules. <laughs> Oh, anyway, uh, yeah, stop fucking selling drugs, dude. What the fuck are you thinking? I'm gonna get real with you for a second, because this is not a joke. You're not selling weed. You're selling, not to say selling weed is a joke, but in most countries, if you get caught selling weed at this point in time, it's not a life-ruining thing. You know, Saudi Arabia, you're gonna get beheaded. Good luck, good game. Don't collect $200, don't pass go, you're fucked. Uh, United States, depending on the amount and the state, it could be really bad or really not so bad, or nothing at all. Um... Well, it's it's never nothing at all if you're selling it illegally, but you know what I mean. You know, um, what you're dabbling with is, is not something that, that you should be doing. This is fucking stupid, man. This is fucking dumb. You need to get out of it, and let me tell you real quick. Um, I don't know the amount of money you're making. Something tells me, because you are a teenager, because I did a few things as I was a teenager, not like just YouTube and shit, but I, I had what I thought as a teenager was a ton of money, you know, coming in. From other stuff that I was doing. Uh, not, not not drug related. I'm not saying this from experience. I didn't do anything drug related. Promise. But you are seriously overvaluing the money you have now. And are pulling in from this. And not weighing it adequately enough. Or rather not weighing the potential consequences adequately enough. Against the lost revenue you're going to miss out on in the future. If this comes back to bite you. You need to get out now. Slowly distance yourself from these friends. And... Just go about living your life, man. Like, this this is not something you, you need to be doing. It's not. This is not... I, I've known enough people in my life who sell pot that, like, it's not... Like, I'm not going to be fooled, like, reefer madness style, like, thinking that some dude... Like, if I'm going over to a friend's house and my buddy's like, oh, yeah, we're going to fucking Steve's place. Oh, he sells pot. I'm not going to be like, what? Should we still go? Like, are there going to be cops there? Is there going to be really sketchy fucking train spotting dead babies and cribs and people laying around everywhere? Like, no, you're not nervous about that. If I find someone, if I'm with a friend and he goes, oh, yeah, we're going to Steve's place. Yeah, he sells, like, coke, pills, heroin, like, the whole, the whole, runs the whole gamut. I'm going to be like, all right, no. No, I'm not fucking going there. You know why? Because I don't want to associate with someone who does that because I don't want shit to go down at the worst possible time for me and for me to get in trouble for his bad decisions. I, there's no payoff for me to go associate with that person. Fuck that. No thank you. Also, I don't want to go be around drugs like that. I don't want to be around cocaine, um, meth, just hard drugs. Like it's, they're, they're, it's, it's not a pussy thing to not want to do it. It's just it's, 
I think it's dumb. Like, it, it's just, it's opening you up to too many worlds of bad things. And this isn't like a, oh, you know, pot's great, but other drugs are bad, man. Uh, I don't think there's anything intrinsically wrong with cocaine or any drugs, really, you know? I mean, of course there are some. Like those libertarians who will say, like, and I'm pretty libertarian, but they will say, like, oh, you need to legalize all drugs. It's like, well, how about you fucking chill out on that? Because PCP, I don't want people to be able to walk into a gas station and buy PCP. I don't want any more cannibalization on the street. You know, that's silliness. But I don't know. I don't know the best way for you to get out of this because I've never been in that situation. But you're a fucking teenager, man. And you're setting a precedent for how the rest of your life is going to go. And if you bet on black and it comes up red in this instance, you're in deep shit. You're in deep shit. And that's not... I don't know the laws there, so I can't say. But if that happened here in the United States... That is a, you'd, you'd be a felon, and your life would be monumentously more difficult than it would have otherwise been. And that revenue that you had, those few grand, that, let's assume that you're fucking killing it these past two months. Let's assume you made 30 grand the past two months. I guarantee you didn't make 30 grand the last two months, and if you made 30 grand in the last two months, the thing you'd want to do is drop it and just keep the money. But I'm betting that your huge amount of money is closer to, I don't know, probably 15, about half that, which is a lot of money for two months, don't get me wrong, but it's not worth the risk, and it's not necessarily maintainable, and there are so many ancillary circumstances and so many loose strings and people that you have to worry about uh, just not getting drunk one night and saying the wrong thing to the wrong people or something. Like, it's just, the stakes are high, and there's no reason for you to be involved in this, especially at your age. Get the fuck out of there, man. What are you thinking? I want you to write back and tell me that you're not doing this anymore, because that's fucking horseshit, man. I don't want, I don't want your life to go down the drains. Um... All right, how was little Jimmy Norton's show? Uh, regards from Canada. Jim Norton's show was great. It was great. I really enjoyed it. I think I mentioned that uh, with Melissa because that was like two weeks ago. But it was it was a really good time. He's really, really funny in person. I do not like his stand-up that much on uh, recording. But in person, he is he's really fucking good. All right. What the fuck language is that? All right. Uh, $10 patron. What type of person do you feel is less prepared for life in the adult world? A person who didn't pay for anything or a person who has never received criticism? A person who has never paid for anything or a person who has never received criticism? I, I, don't, I don't think there's an answer to this. Like, it's just, it's just different kinds of preparedness. Like, it's not... I don't know. I, I don't know how. Uh, there's not just some monolithic scale of preparedness and say that guy's an eight, that guy's a seven. Uh, it's multifaceted. So, the person who didn't pay for anything and goes out into the world, um, I think that actually they're going to be more prepared because if you haven't had to pay for anything your whole life, chances are you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth and you're probably not going to have to pay for much going forward. Uh, or at least you'll have the benefit of having university paid for and get set up and be able to get a good career going or something like that. So. Um, that person who didn't have to pay for anything, it's almost like they skipped a stage of life and they kind of start out a little bit better. So, But it's not like they were unprepared. They just, the path that they were placed on, that level of preparedness was not essential for what they needed to do. You know what I mean? Like, if you were the son of Bill Gates, it'd be a kind of an effort or an exercise in futility, rather, to be super, super frugal your whole life to prepare for going to college, you know? 
for most people that would be a good idea, but for him it's it's just a waste in preparedness. You're you're the richest family on the planet. You're going to be fine. Um, just the, the effort is not necessary. Uh, a person who has never received criticism, I think, is overall less prepared. That's a good question, and I'm coming around to it the more I'm mulling it over. Um, because even if someone who, even someone who had to pay for everything and work their fucking ass off, if they can't handle criticism, they're not going to do well. Because especially in business, uh, any any business type job, interpersonal relations is huge. Like, that's something that you don't really, you don't get that in your business classes, you know, in, at university or in college, telling you how much of this job, of these jobs in business is interpersonal relations, being amiable, easy to talk to, you know, funny, whatever the case may be, because you're facilitating relationships. And if you can't take criticism, you're going to struggle in that environment profoundly, because you have to be able to differentiate criticism from vindictive comments that are meant to sting, you know? Um, Criticism could just be, hey, you know, I saw that presentation you sent to me. I think it's great, but honestly, I really don't think that's the best advertising direction we can go in right now. Uh, I'd like for you to explore these avenues instead. Uh, And just being able to say, okay, I understand your your feedback there. Totally get it. We'll put this, you know, we'll table this for now. Maybe in six, eight months, this will be more opportunistic. Um, Someone who's like, oh, okay. Oh, so I put all this fucking work into this and you don't even do it. Or even worse than that, they're the kind of person who doesn't know how to have interpersonal conflict, which is more common for people who don't receive criticism, I think. Um, People who don't receive criticism, I don't think they're the kind who come up and explode at you when you get mad at them. I think they're the kind that gets very passive-aggressive and shitty, you know, because they don't know how to respond. They're not bold enough to come out and say, fuck you, that's wrong, I'm good at that because of this, or this is correct or not the way you say it is because of this. They'll just be passive-aggressive and annoying, which, uh... Passive-aggression is the is the worst trait anyone can have, I think. And anytime I catch myself doing it, I kind of hate myself, you know? And I think you guys should, too. If you catch yourself being passive-aggressive, I think you should really hate yourself. Because it's a shitty way to act. Especially, like, like if, if I get bitter about something... With, let's say, Melissa and I, I get, uh, we get pissy over something, which really doesn't happen very much. Um, very fortunate. But if she does, and I do, and we're just not in a good mood, and I catch myself doing, like, the silent treatments, like, not even silent treatment, like, I have to I have to internalize for a bit when I'm thinking about it, because I sometimes it's hard for me to tell when I'm just, like, being silent because I'm trying to be passive-aggressive, and when I'm being silent because I don't want to open my mouth and say something that I shouldn't say, because everybody's different, but for me... Uh, I almost always take the route of saying too much rather than too little. I mean, I do a fucking podcast by myself for an hour once a week. You should know that, you know, I could, it's obvious. Um, I don't know why I got mad at you there, but, uh, maybe I can't take criticism. Who knows? Criticize me. Tell me, tell me, uh, tell me the blues suck in the comments and all in all to just handle it. Uh, I don't know. Actually, don't do that. That would make me sad. I want you guys to be on my team, to like my team. Uh, this I swear to God, I am getting so many text messages from my cable provider that this should be illegal. You shouldn't be able to text people like this. I don't want Cinemax. I don't want it. I don't know any shows on Cinemax. Do you know any shows on Cinemax? Don't Google it, you fuck, and prove me wrong. Name a show on Cinemax. Name a show on Epics. You know why you don't know any shows on Epics or Cinemax? It's because HBO butt fucks them and makes them their little bitch every year. 
Always. I don't want it. I don't want to pay almost as much for a bad HBO when I can pay $3 more a month or $2 more a month and get HBO. Epics, Cinemax, either get good or just quit. And stop telling fucking my internet company, Charter, to... Uh, I don't even think I'm... I think I'm Mediacom? Is that who it is? And those bastards, cowards, don't even put their fucking name in the text. It's just like, like a four-digit number. For all I know, it's just from like 67102. That's five digits, whatever, fuck you. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I, I get, that really bothers me. I think it's disrespectful. And I can't even do anything about it, because it's like, what, there's three companies I can use in this area, and they're all equally bad? Equally bad, not blad. Um, I don't know, don't get mad, get blad. Hey man, I'm looking for a man-to-man. Wow, hey man, I'm looking for a man-to-man. Advi- wow, let's see that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine words into your, your email. And three of those words are man. How about a little bit of vocab? A uh, little bit little bit of mixing it up there, you know? Is English not your first language? Hey, man, I'm looking for a man-to-man advice because I don't know where to turn, man. My girlfriend broke up with me yesterday, man. She says it's not my fault, man. That's her being selfish, man. Um, and it, she, he's not saying man anymore. I'm being a dick. Uh, that she thought she was ready to get back in a relationship, but that she wasn't. She told us this. She told me this when we first got together, and she was afraid... Since her last BF of two years cheated on her, uh, things moved in. Things moved too quick in between us. Things moved too quick in between us. <laughs> keeping in mind that this is happening right after a string of my mistakes. For the past two or three weeks, I acted mad and angry at the fact that she would go out and do stuff with her friends. She would text and Snapchat two other guys, which she told me were her friends, which was one hundred percent the truth. Um, I've just got mad with her for no reason whenever we would spend time together over text and Instagram comments that admired her beauty. I believe me being mad at her all the time caused too much stress. She said she was young and not ready to settle down. Uh, yet this came after her wanting to move into an apartment together for just a few weeks ago. Yeah, dude. Do you know, did, did you read between the lines on that? What that means is, hey, a couple weeks ago I really wanted to move in with you, but ever since I saw this jealous side, it's starting to make me feel like I am actually the one you know, higher up on the status hierarchy in this relationship, which makes me think that I'm going to see what else is out there. But you stay on that back burner, buddy. You stay right there. I just, you know, I want to be friends. I want to be, you know, close with you. I want to be dating-ish, but at the same time, I want to be able to text and Snapchat other guys and, you know, things like that. No, fuck, fuck her, dude. Fuck that. You're getting dragged around. I'm only halfway through this, and I know you're getting dragged around. Let's keep going. Uh, I know I messed up and caused her too much to deal with that, to deal with when I should have been making things easier for her. Would a paragraph kill you, dude? Jesus Christ. Uh, she still wants to remain friends even though, and even lifting partners because she says I motivate her. Um, yeah, you motivate her because she thinks, oh, if I don't get another guy, I'm going to be stuck with this dude. <laughs> I'm going to be stuck with this guy who's constantly bitching at me for Snapchatting the two guys that I really want to fuck. Um, she's currently preparing for a bikini competition. Holy shit. Well, Wow. That's impressive. Um, yeah, maybe you're putting up with a lot of shit because she's a stone-cold fox, in which case, I can't blame you. You know, we've all put up with way too much shit from a girl who's too attractive because we just want to get it in a few more times. Um, I believe me being mad at her all the time caused too much stress. When I, when I start talking, I can't get back to where the fuck I was because this is just a wall of text. I opened up to her about my mistakes, And she says she doesn't want me to wait for her in case she doesn't come back around, but I already told her I have no intent of getting into any relationship with anyone anytime soon. Uh, 
man, I got to give you advice as this goes, man, because you are shooting yourself in the foot at every turn. If a woman tells you that she doesn't want to settle down and that she's going to go play the field, you do not say, I will be here when you get back. What the fuck? Like, no, 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 man. Jesus. No, you have to make her know that you're not just going to go out there and do what she's doing. You're going to go out there and get more pussy than what she's getting dick. And you're going to have to be very convincing because, surprisingly, a lot of women don't realize how fucking hard it is to get laid as a guy. So if you make it seem like you're out there slaying it constantly, she'll believe you. When in reality, even if you've only had, like, a couple partners and she's had, like, ten feet of, you know, a bunch of different guys' dick going in and out of her, uh, she'll still feel like she's on the losing end. Because at the end of the day, you know, you're the one who wants that more than her anyway. She's looking to, you know, find someone to settle down with through that... Uh, sleeping around, finding someone, you know. You're just trying to sleep around. The end game for you is already there. You're already at the end. You've crossed the line. You're just trying to have sex for fun. Why change that? Why change it? She's the one in the bad position here, but you keep shooting yourself in the foot, dude. You're making it sound like you're totally lost without her. Jesus, no wonder she's not interested in you right now. She knows that she can do better. You need to be less interested. This isn't me saying this to be a dick, that she knows she can do better because you're not good. It's because of the way you're framing yourself, dude. You're framing yourself as you want to be in the relationship too much. And you never, with a relationship, want to appear to be the person who wants it more than the other person. Gives, gives up authority. Gives up power. You want to be the one that could pull the string, you know? Or ideally in a relationship, you want to be in a relationship where both people could just pull the string, the zip cord, and end it at any moment. Which is why I think marriage is so dangerous. It's like... Why would you do anything that makes it harder for you to get out of a relationship that wouldn't be going good, you know? Like, why? I don't know. That, that's getting into, like, a whole other marriage thing. But, uh, anyway. Yeah, you really, you gotta start thinking more of yourself, dude. And you gotta stop just putting this girl on a pedestal. Because you are treating her like she is the only pussy in London, or wherever the fuck you are. Um, and that's nonsense. You're building her up way too much. Um, If she's as attractive as you're saying she is, then she does not need a single compliment from you. She will get enough of those everywhere else she goes in life. And if she doesn't get as many from you, it's going to make her want them from you. Is this manipulative? Am I getting you manipulative advice? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it'll work. Um, But I don't think it should work. I think you should go out and start fucking on your own as much as you can and just let her go off on her own. It's very clear she wants to go off on her own, man. And you don't want to be friends with her either. That's something that I will tell you. Do not be friends with her. I'm sorry. I'm only halfway through this. Uh, I can't stand another heartbreak, and I just want to focus on school for now. Smart move. I said I wouldn't be wasting my time if she didn't come around, and if she did, that I can take it by day to day. Um, Well, you shouldn't have said that. You should have made it clear that if she goes off on her own, you're over, and you don't really care about it. Uh, She is okay with that. Uh, I would just want to know how I can save this relationship and start a new one and start a new one correctly. By correctly, I mean giving her the freedom she deserves to live without worrying about me being unhappy in the relationship. No stress, just both of us living independently together, if that makes sense. I know that all the stress she was, she had was caused by me. It's not true. It's not true, but she convinced you it was. Oh, man, you must have got bamboozled in that argument. Uh, it's not that she wasn't ready for a relationship. It's just that she wasn't ready for a relationship with what I had to offer. Um, AKA, she wasn't ready for a relationship and she saw a convenient out in a way to guilt you for it and make it your fault. You know, it wasn't her that wanted to go fuck around and thought that she might be able to get something better. It was you for stressing her out. Of course, honey. Of course, sweetie. Are you gonna be okay? Oh, this bitch. Um, yeah, so many red flags. This, This entire 
I'm glad there's no paragraph breaks in this whole thing, and I wish that you had used a red text, because this entire message is a red flag. Um, God. Yeah, I know that, that all the stress was caused by me. No, it wasn't. Okay, da, da. I am willing to offer something completely different for the sake of saving what we have, um, a relationship in which I am never angry at her, at, at saving what we have, a relationship in which I am never angry at her for the jealousy or when she hangs out or texts her friends. To be all, honest, all I, the jealousy I showed was fake. It wasn't true. Man, dude, this is ridiculous. What kind of fucking Stockholm Syndrome in, is this? She's got you convinced that you weren't, that your own emotions were wrong from back then? Oh, man, dude, this this is not, this girl is messing with you, and this is not good. And you're totally on her side, which is scary. Oh, God. It's incredible how much power sex has over men. Like, all of this rationalization for how you really care about her, and you love her, and you want to do all these things, and meanwhile, every step of the way, she's been less than ideal, and chi- and shitty, and, and not being respectful of your feelings, or, or uh, your emotions, or anything, and somehow, in the end, you're still the one feeling guilty? What the fuck, dude? You need to distance yourself from this chick. Um, I started behaving like that because I thought she wanted someone to hold her down, and because my friends told her that's what I need to do. Uh, how can I make her see that? By the way, we still text and plan to see each other, and I don't really care about waiting for her, as I wouldn't be missing out on anything. I am not looking to hook up or meet other girls, and currently kind of depressed as I haven't ate or slept in the last 24 hours. Um, thanks a lot. You don't realize what good you've done just by reading and replying. Um... Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sorry for if, if any of this was a little too harsh. You know, of course, I'm trying to be funny and joking around overall. But also give good advice, you know. Joke, I'd say joking around, like, that's like 35% of this. The good advice is, is the rest, whatever the rest is. Um, yeah, I, I, I totally understand that you're in a spot where you're really depressed right now. You're feeling shit. And when you're in a spot like that, you feel so vulnerable and feel so shitty about yourself because I've been there in previous relationships, where you're almost willing to just believe that you were wrong about everything just to move on, you know? Just so you'll be like, all right, fine, just lay all the blame on me for whatever the fucking problem was. I just want it to be over. I want it to be in the past. I want this to stop weighing on my mind. Um, And you can't... That's a precedent that you can't set in a relationship. You can't be in a relationship with someone, let them throw a tantrum, do ridiculous things, and then just allow it to continue. You need to stand up and say, hey... That's not how this is going to go. We're going to discuss this like adults. Uh, you're not going to manipulate me emotionally. We're going to we're going to talk about this topic and we're going to get it going. You know, if you need to cry, you're going to cry. But I'm sorry, it doesn't mean that suddenly the conversation is over and you're absolved. Like we're going to discuss this. Um, it's incredibly hard, especially at your age. Uh, I, I think you're a teenager that uh, bringing things like that up because the mindset as a teenager um, doesn't say how old you are. I don't know. I, I assume teenager, but. As especially as a teenager, as a guy, the first girl that you get with, like you, you, you have such a temptation to put the pussy on a pedestal because for you, it's like you're you're a hormonal guy. Horniness and just wanting to have sex is all you're thinking about, and you're so you're willing to put up with a bunch of shit to get it. But as you get older, and you kind of are like, all right, well, this is something I can get. I mean, half the fucking population is female. Like this isn't that hard. At the end of the day, it's much much harder than it is for, you know a woman to go out and get laid, but at the end of the day, it's not impossible as long as you're not disgusting and you have some sense of humor and, you know, it's just, just, I don't know, just don't be, don't, it's not, it's not that hard. I'm sure for some people it's really, really hard though, so that's, uh, that's unfair to say, still. Um, 
Yeah, I don't believe for a second that the jealousy that you showed was fake. I think that she convinced you of that, or now that even you're trying to convince yourself of it so that it makes her apology, or rather her insinuation that you were the one responsible for her stress make sense. Um, yeah, also, by the way, if I found out Melissa was Snapchatting some other guy, and she was just like, oh, these are just some of my guy friends, I'd have a fucking problem with that. That's not overbearing. That's not ridiculous. That's fucking no. No, the the nature of Snapchat is for guys to send each other jokes and sexting. That's what it is. You think that those guys just think that she's so fucking funny and interesting that they just want to hang out with her and, and joke around on Snapchat? No, they're waiting every day, waiting for the day that she finally feels comfortable enough that you that, that she can do better than you, that she'll go for one of them and then completely abandon you. She is doing that thing where, you know, like, you know, you know how some people in relationships... They won't just quit one. They wait until they have another one lined up, and then they quit the other one and immediately go to the new one, like those serial monogamists where, you know, they'll be in a relationship for three years, and then they'll be like, oh, I'm done with this. You know, my boyfriend or my girlfriend sucks, and then they don't break up. They just stay in the relationship for like another year or two years until they find somebody else, kind of emotionally cheat on them at the very least, and then break it off with the original and just immediately start up with a new person. That's disrespectful as fuck to do to someone. You are wasting that that person's life that you're currently in the relationship with by not being upfront and honest with them and letting them know, hey, this isn't going to work, and then being like, wow, that sucks, but at least I have my life to live now and you're not going to soak up two more years of it selfishly in a relationship that you know isn't going to go anywhere. It's so shitty of people to do that when they do that nonsense serial monogamy. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's shitty, and that's exactly what she's doing to you right now. She is giving you just enough attention that you think you might get laid again. Just enough. No more, no less. It's it, it's it's masterful. It's like she's a master at playing you like an instrument. She has convinced you that you're in the wrong, when in reality, you are 100% in the right. I don't want my girlfriend just texting a bunch of her guy friends, Snapchatting. Well, texting is different. I mean, if you're like, if it's a friend from home or something, you're, you're talking with them, that's fine. Uh, Snapchat is different. Number one, I don't trust her. I don't trust any of the fucking guys to not send nasty shit to my girlfriend on Snapchat. You know? I don't want that. I don't want them sending, like, pictures of their own asshole, spread eagle. You know, the standard sexting pics, you know, the, the standard. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. You're, well, I shouldn't say I don't know. I just gave you like 10 minutes of advice on this, so you do know. And I know that this applies to a lot of people because this is a common thing, especially for young guys, to allow yourself to be basically picked on and emotionally fucked with by women because you want to get laid so bad. And you cannot allow that to happen. You can't let that happen because if you give them an inch, they will take a mile. Yeah, if you give them an inch, they'll take the house. You can't fucking deal with it. You you have to, and this isn't for the girls out there, like the, the 11 of you listening. This isn't a one-way street. It can go both ways. There is a lot more traffic on the female side, but that does not mean this is a one-way street. It You need to be prepared for this as well. There are guys out there who will do this shit. It just comes down to people who are who are selfish insofar as how they are in relationships and... This whole guilting thing, trying to make you feel like you're at fault, it's not fair, dude. Fuck her. Uh, I recommend, and I want you to write back, do not contact her at all. No more contact. That is the only thing that will put a little bit of fear into her. 
a little bit of fear. She's falling asleep, wondering, you know, is she still as attractive? I wonder what, did he find someone else? Is she better looking than me? Well, I, I, I should check up on him just to see, you know. But I, I, I need to make sure that he's not doing better than me now, you know. That would be silly. Maybe, 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 maybe that guy, maybe he's okay. You know, maybe, I actually like that guy. Huh. Well, maybe I'll see what he, like, that's, you can't, you can't give in here. You have to be the one that's steadfast. Completely cut off conversation. 100%. Cut it off. This is clearly stressing you out, dude. You can't fucking lift without her. Oh, fuck right off. Go to the fucking gym. The only reason you're lifting with her in the first place is because you want to fuck her. She's not helping you get in better shape. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. You're the one helping her get in better shape because you're the one lifting more weight and probably helping her with more exercises than she's helping you with. Nonsense, dude. Nonsense. All right. I am 13 years old. I made myself look like a complete imbecile last time I asked something here. Uh, that Dude, you're 13. That's all right. Everybody feels like an imbecile when they're 13. Um, oh, shit. This one's super long. I'm going to save this for next one, but I'm going to get one more one more short one in because I actually do have to be heading out soon. Uh, all right. I'll round it out with some hockey. After the Panthers lost last night and the Rangers lost this Saturday, the Blues are the only team left that I actually care about in any way. So let us pray that the Hawks don't hawk and the Blues don't blue. Oh, this is from a couple days ago. Yeah. Nice. We didn't blue. We didn't blue it up. And the Hawks didn't hawk it up. We ended up winning. We ended up winning. Oh, we finally got something. A little bit of success. Um, that wasn't fair. That was way too short. I'm just going to fucking do this 13-year-old one. Fuck it. Uh, then, wow. Could have phrased that better, Taylor. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the 13-year-old. Uh, I am the 13-year-old. Wow, this guy, really arrogant. <laughs> I made myself look like a complete imbecile last time I asked something on here. Uh, but recently, me and my stepdad got into a fight because my mom woke me up saying I had to go test. Uh, testing ends on the 28th. I already finished, so th- but this, this was the 23rd. So I asked if I can go tomorrow, and she said, okay, fair enough. She told my stepdad the piece of shit who was going to drive me there. So he came into my room saying he was going to take my internet away because I didn't want to go that day. Uh, is, is testing, is that just school? Like, you mean just, like, like finals? Finals week, I guess? Or whatever you, final, is there finals week when you're 13? I don't remember. Uh, so I told him, Mom and Dad, I don't have to go to school tomorrow. He said, well, no internet till you go. I told him, you're not my dad. He got mad and told my mom, I told him that he was a faggot. <laughs> and he needs to fuck off. I never said this. Uh, so my mom came in ripping my cables out and then takes it. It then pre- I then proceed to my room and my stepdad saying that my dad needs to keep my... Un- I then proceeded to my room to my stepdad saying that my dad needs to keep my... That needs to keep you under control. Okay, so you... I'm trying to hash through this. Um, you went to your room and your stepdad was saying, I guess, you know, your dad, your real dad needs to keep you fucking under control. Uh, so like I said, you have no room to talk, seeing as he left this kind of kid in Arkansas, seeing as how he left his, his kid in Arkansas for my mom in California. Okay, so this dude is a stepdad, but he's got his own kid in Arkansas that he just abandoned. So real piece of shit. Um, your mom, not the best taste in, in, in men, apparently. So we got mad, and my mom started to run into me. Uh, like if I was walking backwards, I would have fallen, so she was a few inches away from me. So I said, I'm not dealing with this, and asked if I could call my dad so I could stay there until my mom and stepdad calmed down. Uh, so I asked my mom if I can call my dad. She said, I'm not getting what I want. So I said, so I said, okay, then God, this is, this sucks, dude. Ah, oh, I wanted, I went, 
into my sister's room to get her phone. She wouldn't let me use it. So, okay, I'm going to get my mom's phone. I asked again, this time not screaming, asking as calmly as I could. She said no. So I said, I will tell my dad that they are holding me at home. So I said this, and they said I, said I can't. So I kept asking. My mom told me to go to my room. I refused because I wanted to get out of there. She said she is calling the cops. <laughs> I, my 13-year-old son won't go to his room. Yes, I'll hold. <laughs> I was about to say something mean, but that is your mom and you are 13. I shouldn't be a dick. Um, well, she's being a bitch. Fuck her. Uh, but I should have gone into my room. Am I in the wrong? I really want to know. And sorry for this long thing of text and bad grammar. I am typing on a new keyboard, and this is really weird. Also, I am homeschooled, and I should have mentioned this, but I haven't. Oh, okay. So I guess you're, you're homeschooled, and testing must be like, that's where you go to do the state-mandated tests, so they make sure that people who are homeschooled are at least uh, abiding by the lowest standard of acceptability insofar as what would get, get you a graduating degree in public school, whatever. Um, so yeah, the fact that you're homeschooled makes this worse because you have a lot, they're way, they got way more, way more hands-on approach with your life. Doesn't seem like you have much freedom. Um, but to be fair, you are 13. I didn't have much fucking freedom when I was 13. I I couldn't do shit. I didn't have internet in my room when I was 13. I didn't have a computer when I was 13. You know? Actually, yeah, that's not fair. 13 years ago, we had one family computer and I had to try and load really shitty, bad quality, single porn images and masturbate to them. It was horrible. Horrible. Constant panic attack. Wondering who could come home. Um, yeah, I didn't have shit. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would say, at the end of the day, you are 13, so you have to do what your parents say. Any battle you get into with them, like, you're gonna win. I'm sorry, they're gonna win. There is no winning at this level of life. It sucks. I know what it feels like, and it is great to get out of that time of your life, but for now, you gotta just grit your teeth and bear it, dude. You gotta just get through it. It sucks ass, but you can't win. You are, uh, what, you're, you're not 18. You're still what the state considers a child. You, you can't, they, no, they're gonna take her side 100 times out of 100 unless it turns out that this dude is, like, fucking punching you in the face every day, you know? Uh, yeah, that uh, advice would be, you need to be calm when you're discussing it with your parents. I understand you're 13, puberty's hitting you like a ton of bricks, it's probably difficult to keep your hormones and emotions under control, you know, it's difficult, but you got to keep it under control. That's the only way they're going to, if you, if you keep it calm and you talk to them and you really try and present yourself as an adult, they're going to respect you a lot more. You know, you can't scream them into doing what you want because they're not afraid of you. Eh, that's my advice for you. Good go, or good luck rather. Give it a go, what I said. Uh, be calm and discuss it with them. Um, continue to try and get your sister to let you use the phone just so you can call your dad. Um... I'm sure you'll get in contact with your dad soon. Like it can't be that difficult. Uh, that'd be really shitty if they're making it this impossible to get a hold of your own father for a 13-year-old. Um, so best of luck with that, man. Let me know how it goes. Hopefully it works out okay. Uh, worst case scenario, you know, five more years till college. So, uh, <laughs> all right, that's it. Uh, check out the Patreon. Check out the Twitter and uh, the downloading places all below. And I love you. Let's go Blues. Bye bye. <laughs>